as every good pastor should do, I recently was reading about uh, lighthouse maintenance because you just never know when you might have to maintain an 18th century lighthouse. Not, not a modern lighthouse because modern lighthouses require a whole different level of mechanical. They're automated and they do most of their own work. Um, but when you think about uh, lighthouses and what it takes for them to run, one of the main jobs that used to uh, face a lighthouse keeper was uh, making sure that there was plenty of oil in the lamp because they were generally oil lamps, keeping the uh, Fresnel uh, lens polished uh, because that was important because if you didn't polish the lens, the smoke eventually clouded the lens so badly that the light couldn't get out. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't see it. And what's the point of having a lighthouse if you can't see the light? So I was looking, uh, of course, at the Sermon on the Mount because it's always a delightful place to spend some time. And we did do a Sermon on the Mount series, but, you know, I'm going to revisit part of the Sermon on the Mount because, hey, if Jesus thought it was important enough to preach, I think it's important enough to pre, uh, uh, revisit periodically. So Jesus says this in chapter 5 of the Gospel of Matthew, uh, verse, uh, verse six, 14. You are a light. You are the light of the world. You. You. Now, what's interesting to me is I spent a lot of time thinking about that this week because in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the light of the world about himself. But in the Sermon on the Mount, he points to the disciples. He points to the people that hear him. And by extension, he points to you. His hand points to you. You are the light of the world. You in these seats are the light of the world. But he goes on to talk a little bit about light maintenance, if you will. You know, a city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all those who are in the house. Let your light shine before people so that they can see the good things you do and praise the Father who is in heaven. Nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a basket any more than you would light the light uh, in a lighthouse with a dirty, dirty lens that was meant to shine it out because no one would see it. No one would see the light. Now, this is where we come, you know, let, two weeks ago we talked about being authentic, being real, being really who you are, who God made you to be. Last week we talked uh, about something I vaguely remember, uh, integrity, having integrity. Well, see, I lost integrity between last week and this week, in my mind anyway. And so it seems like to me having integrity and authenticity that we want to also be transparent enough that the light God has put inside of us will shine so that others will see it. But the only way is if we can clean off the lens a little bit. If we can get beneath what uh, Jung said, uh, if we can get past those 90% of the unconscious you know, coping mechanisms we've dealt with in life that we've created because we're sad or we're wounded or we're broken or we're alienated, uh, 
all of it, we can get down to really letting the light that God has given us shine in the world. And the only way is to be transparent. And the only way to be transparent is to figure out what is it about me that obscures this light God has put in me from being seen by others. Why is it that I fly off the handle at certain things? These days I fly off the handle less and less, mostly because I'm convinced the last seven years have been sent in centering prayer, and every time you sit in centering prayer, maybe not every time, but many times you sit in centering prayer, stuff comes up, and you just have to let it go and hand it over to God. It's like a form of meditation, only this is a trusting God kind of meditation where you say, you know, boy, I didn't realize I was even upset about that thing. Why does that keep coming up? How can I let that go to God? Because I need God to polish the lens. The bottom line is no matter how hard I try to polish my lens, only God can polish the lens. God is the light keeper. But only if I'm honest enough, if I'm authentic enough, if I'm real enough with myself, if I have enough integrity to be honest that I face disappointments, and that some of those disappointments have led to coping mechanisms. I face wounds in, you know, as childhood. Somebody didn't say the right thing to me, and I keep reacting in the same way I have over a lifetime. You know, when I feel like someone's threatening the control of my life because at times in my life I lost control. You know, I didn't feel like I was in control the way children often don't feel. You know, and so my reaction is to get angry. My reaction is to jump up. My reaction is to protect myself. My reaction is to push back, to push back as hard as I can. That reaction doesn't need to be the way I behave. Because the idea that I'm in control of my life is an illusion. <laughs> it's an illusion. If you think that you control every aspect of your life, you can make some choices. But even the choices you make aren't in your control. I can choose to walk very carefully home, and a car can jump the curb and hit me, and it's over. No matter how careful I was, I can drive as carefully as I want to drive, and someone could get in an accident with me. I don't know why I'm in this accident mode today. I think it was my dream last night. You know, my dream about, uh, you know, being in a car accident. I think it's right on the top of my head. Um, uh, you know, Linda, you weren't even in the car. You could have probably kept me from having that accident. But I wish you'd been in the car. I wish you'd been in the dream. <laughs> she has no control over that. Neither do I. All right, back to transparency. You know, you are, you are the light of the world. And God wants to shine that light that God has put in you in you, God's disciples, into the world. Because if you are transparent enough for others to see the light through you, they're transformed by encountering you. If you really think about what being a follower of Jesus and the way of Jesus is all about, it's discovering our authentic selves, it's having integrity about who we are, you know, a complete picture of ourselves, but then letting that complete picture be seen by other people. You know, the image that we chose this week, Mark sent it to us, you know, it's that beautiful iceberg that you can't see so much of. 
So much of our lives is hidden underneath the waves. People don't know what's going on inside of us, what all the turmoil is below the surface, what, uh, what I'm struggling with on a, per, you know, on, a, on a private level. What would it look like if you had trusted friends in your life that you could sit with and talk about the things that are going on? What would it look like if you sat down and got some of those things out so that when, as you talked about them, as you worked through them, they weren't the issues that are constantly swarming underneath the surface, dancing below the level of... Uh, because when those things are going on underneath, it comes out in the way you act. It comes out in the way you act. Part of transparency is vulnerability. It's being vulnerable in this world. Now the challenge is we live in a world that encourages us, that teaches us to stand on our own two feet and to never be vulnerable. And yet we follow a God, we follow a God whose step as, uh, you know, was to become one of us and become the most vulnerable that's possible. Born as a baby. What's more vulnerable than a baby? Can't protect themselves, can't feed themselves, can't change themselves. And then vulnerable enough to die. How much more transparent do you want God to be? God wants us to love. God wants us to give ourselves away. God wants us to be vulnerable. Not invulnerable. Not impenetrable. Not tough. Not hard. But the only way to work that out is to keep giving ourselves away to God. You know, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says it this way. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The new has come. The light shines through us. You're the light of the world. Now... How do we get at this being transparent? Do we walk around, James? Uh, you know, are, am I saying that you're supposed to walk around, you know, with your heart on your sleeve so everybody sees it all the time, you know, like it's a chip, you know, that you want to show everybody? I'm not sure that it's appropriate in the terms of a boundaried world in which we live for you to just constantly walk up to your boss at work and say, you know, I'm really struggling today because uh, I... I, you know, I had five too many drinks last night, and I'm a little hungover, and I'm not too focused today. I'm not sure that that's what you need to do, if you want to keep your job anyway. <laughs> um, there are boundaries that you have to keep. Maybe that wasn't the best of the kinds of boundaries, uh, but there, there are certainly boundaries we keep but to keep everything to ourselves, to push everything down inside of us, every pain, every struggle, every anger, means that it, it emerges. It has an energy of its own, and it emerges at the worst possible times. And then we become transparent whether we want to be transparent or not, <laughs> because we fly off the handle. So what are the healthy ways we can learn to deal with what's going on inside of us? Confession. 
confess to God the things that you've got going on inside of yourself. If you have a trusted friend, I mean someone you really trust, confess to them. You know, one of the practices, the biblical practices that we have done away with in Protestantism is having a trusted friend that we confess our sins to, our struggles to. We think that we just talk to God and that's enough. Well, sometimes you need a friend who says, dude, get your life together. That's a problem. You need to see somebody about that, somebody who can be honest. We think if we just give it to God, God's big enough to handle it. God is. But unfortunately, God doesn't always speak loudly to you and say, go see a therapist today. <laughs> now. <laughs> you are messed up. <laughs> I, I, I've had a couple of friends who have said that to me. You know, kidding. But the truth is, I have also had some really good friends to me said, James, those are some real issues that I think you need to work out. And I sought out a pastoral counselor. And I sat down with the pastoral counselor and I talked through those things, those deeply seated things. Being transparent is having people we trust enough to say, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I'm having a problem with. This is what I need help with if I'm going to push on. And to have that person be able to say back to us out of that relationship of trust, here's what I think needs to happen. Or I hear you. Sometimes it's just enough to be heard. You don't have to stand on your desk at work and tell everybody all your private business. But if you don't have at least one friend you can tell those private, you need to find someone like that. And if, you know, I won't say as a last resort, but you can always come and talk to me. I will carry your secret to my grave. <laughs> I will carry whatever it is you need to share with me to my grave. I will not share it with another living human being. But you need to have that ability to open up because it's that vulnerability that allows you to be the person, that allows you to let God clean the lens, that lets your light shine. Because you are the light of the world. You. How's the light of the world going to get into the world if it's not shining through you? That's what I'm hearing Jesus say. You're a city on a hill. You're a, a lamp on a lampstand, not under a bushel basket. Whatever stuff is keeping your light, the beautiful light God has put in your heart, in, your, in the image of God that's in you, whatever is keeping that light from shining needs to get cleaned out of the way. Because God wants your light, your unique light, and each one of you has a unique light that is meant to shine out the goodness of God. We are in this together. And if we're going to be a light on the west end of Alexandria, if you're going to be a light at work wherever you work, if you're going to be a light at home, if you're going to be a light when you're shopping, if you're going to be a light when you're on vacation, I don't know if you're going to be a light while you're sleeping. You need to open up. Let God polish that lens. Find someone you can trust to talk to. And if it's, if it's a therapist, if it's, if it's a pastor, 
then so be it. There are plenty of, you, if you think you can't afford to see a counselor, you're wrong. Because there's such thing as sliding scale. But if there's some stuff you've got to work out so you can be transparent in this world so that your light can shine fully and clearly to the world, it's worth working out. It's worth it. And that's why transparency is one of our core values at St. James. You know, some people will tell you that this journey of Christian faith is some kind of easy, say yes, check a box, and it's just a free ride. Um, and it is a free ride. It's a free gift. That's what grace means. But if you really want to work out your salvation, if you really want to have a sense of who you are, if you really want to live into who God has called you and made you to be, then it requires getting beyond a clouded lens that doesn't let your light fully shine. All the unconscious stuff, including the conscious stuff, Sometimes we don't want our light to shine because we don't want anybody to see the light inside of us. Or we're afraid to let people see what we think is the darkness in us when in fact it is the light. Transparency is an invitation for you to figure out who you are and to let it shine and to clean the lens that lets that authentic you that integrated you, person with integrity, shine through. So next steps. Find someone you trust. Find someone you trust and say, what do you see as my light in this world? You might have to qualify that and have a conversation, you know, because it'll come out of the blue if you're going to go talk to somebody you trust who wasn't in this message. So what do you see as my light in the world? What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you see my gift being to offer this world? When you look at me, when you think of me, what do you think is my gift to offer the world that's unique to just me? What do you think is blocking me from offering it? What kinds of things do you see in me that keeps me from being that person? Because if you can find someone you can trust who will listen to you, who will talk back to you, they'll tell you those things. They'll tell you those things. And if you can't find someone else, come talk to me. I just think, no, I, I don't want you to feel like I'm saying don't come talk to me. I'm just saying if all of you came to talk to me this afternoon, I, I can only listen to so many people before my brain, you know, I just can't be present anymore. It's just the way I work. It's the way the brain works. It's the way my emotions work. So I encourage you, find someone to talk to who will help you become more transparent, more real, more alive more the light of the world that you are meant to be. Because Jesus said that about you. So find someone to talk to. And after you've talked to somebody, if they make suggestions, take them seriously. 
doesn't do any good if the doctor says take these pills and you'll feel better and then you stop you don't take the pills <laughs> doesn't do any good <laughs> you know you'd feel a lot better if you took your allergy medicine every night James some nights I don't take them the next morning I wake up and I goop in my throat and everything is like what is that all about I didn't take my allergy medicine last night messed up isn't it so listen to them and then do it. Commit yourself to cleaning the, to letting God clean the lens so you can be the light. Because that's what God hopes for.